hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby, it's a lifestyle. Welcome to the Green Top Outdoors podcast with your host, Hunter Brooks. All right, today's episode, we're talking about falconry. Michael, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Michael Tittimary, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, and as always, Andrew's here. Glad to be here. For the comic relief. That's right. Comic um, commentary. So falconry is very interesting stuff. I don't know how I got turned on to it. I just, I think it was a couple weeks ago, which was, it was probably just before I, I contacted Johnny to talk to you about coming on the podcast. Okay. And I was down at our hunt club and there was a deer carcass out and there were bald eagles everywhere. And mm. I'm just, I was watching these eagles and it was just it's a, it's amazing just to watch birds because birds of prey are just fascinating animals and i don't know i don't know that if that's why you you know you got into falconry or whatever but i just i've always thought they were fascinating animals just any 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 bird of prey cuz the wild, the outdoors, it's a rough place to live, you know? That's true. Being in the sky is probably a good place to hide And out. Yeah, <laughs> and having that advantage yeah. is is, uh, is nice. So you were going to bring your hawk today. I was. Yeah. Tell us about the hawk you have first. So I have a female red tail, okay. and she is pro- just over two now. Okay. She was a little heavy to bring in today. Yeah. Their behavior is based on their weight. Okay. And so we're just getting into the season for falconry around here. Okay. Starts in October. And so she was a little little heavy, so I decided to leave her at home. Okay. That's fine. How long have you been doing it? Five years. Five years now. Okay. And I, it's not just something you can get into like uh, – you don't just go – get into falconry like you go going to get you don't into go bowling to the falconry store no, yeah. no it's, uh, yeah. it's a process involved it in is. that yeah um but first i guess living definition of what falconry is it's a sport of hunting with a bird of prey it is. Is, it, is it essentially that that's right okay and are you a falconer yeah, yeah. so that, the, falcon the term is the same regardless or? of whether it's a hawk or a falcon okay okay, okay. and I, and we were just chatting about you know the falcon population because a lot of people might think or assume that Oh, it's just it's it's all about falcons, but it's not. It's not, especially not in Virginia. Yeah, because the the falcon population is getting better, like we had discussed. But it it, it, it it took a massive hit in the last what twenty years, or was it longer than that? Longer than the that. DDT, okay. all the um, the pesticides okay. got into the mice, and you know all the other things that they eat, yeah. and so it caused a huge impact on okay. the, on not just falcons, but all the birds of prey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Getting back to your bird, you how did you obtain her? And does she have a name? She does. Her name is Sienna. Sienna. Okay. Great yeah. name. Okay. So um, let's see. So actually, that's a an interesting story. So you mentioned Johnny earlier yep. on. Mm-hmm. So I've been in touch with Johnny because he'd been hunting with me before. And uh, he called me one day and said, I've got a bird in my chicken pen. And uh-huh. I need you to come get this thing out. It's stuck in my chicken pen and can't get out. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll come and uh, get this bird out of your chicken pen. So I drove over <laughs> to his house, and he had a welder's glove. And when I got there, I could tell what kind of bird it was. So I went in, and we ended up putting her in a dog crate in his garage with his welder's glove. And in falconry, when you're taking a new bird out of the wild, it has to be a juvenile bird, your first-year bird. Mm-hmm. And you can tell by the coloration you know, what it is and – um, I couldn't tell if it was male or female until I waited, but I could tell it was a red-tailed hawk. It was a juvenile, and I was looking for a new bird, so I just took it home. Yeah, hmm. and and I mean that's one of the I guess many rules that 
falconry entails because yep. and it's not really regulated nationally it's it's more on a state level so there are federal regulations okay um there are protected species all of them are yep. and so in order to take them from the wild when you get your permit from the state is a federal and state license permit okay and so there are more restrictive states than virginia virginia's um sort of the minimum of what you can have as far as regulation goes, but there are other states with more restrictive regulation than Probably Virginia. like California or something like that. I don't know for sure, <laughs> but I would imagine probably so. Because I, I hear it's big out, out west, um, northwest, and then along the west yeah, coast there. Yeah. But um, I mean, you buy your – you have a permit. Is it an annual permit similar to a no, license? No it's, it? no, it's longer than an annual permit. So there's, there's different stages of falconry, and so when you start out, you have an apprentice license. I believe that's good for three years. Um, you only have to be an apprentice for two before you can get your general license, which is what I did. Um, so, you know, once you get your new license, then the expiration date re-ups. And, okay. Hmm. Um, you know, so you got you got Sienna, your bird, when she was a juvenile. Yep. Which she was probably how old, do you think? Uh, so they're born in the spring, and I want to say that was – you know, maybe September, October. Okay. I don't remember the exact month that I got her, but we'll it was start up. starting to get cool. Okay. So, but I, I read some crazy numbers where uh, birds of prey or birds in general, uh, was it like only 10% of them really actually survive one, one year of life in the wild? Yeah. So the stat, I think that uh, that Game and Fish had was something like one in five make it to be a breeding pair. Right. And so four of every five are going to die, you know, most of them in their first year from starvation, illness, weather. Right. You know, things hmm. like that. Okay. Yeah, because uh, it's just, it's kind of crazy numbers that, and then we talked about, you know, it's tough being in the wild. Well, even if you're a bird, it, whether you're a bird of prey or whatever, I mean, I mean, they... Nothing's ever they, easy. No, and they, yeah, they right. attack their own. I mean, it's 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 all about they do. survival of the fittest. I mean, they, if you have a five pound bird, is an eight pound bird come by and that's a their competition, or they'll kill each other. Yeah, the absolutely. Bird so the eight pound bird, especially um, you know, especially when they're aggressive around a nest or anything. But I mean, just also for yeah. survival. I mean, they're, they're the ultimate survivor, and so. I mean, a red-tailed hawk will attack a red-shouldered hawk. An owl will attack a, a red-tail. I mean, generally based on size, I would imagine. But um, I mean, yeah. I've even heard owls attacking turkeys. I've never I, heard I've that. I've heard that. I, I wouldn't mean, surprise me. I know owls and crows fight big yeah. time. Yeah. There's, a, there's a big time rivalry there. If you're a crow hunt, you can use an owl decoy and they'll just uh, destroy it. And and uh, one of the terms, I guess it's. Uh, a lot of the birds of prey, they are referred to as raptors. That's right. All right. So um, when you take something like that out of the wild, obviously, as they're, when they're a juvenile, it's easier to train them. And that's part of the rules, right? So It is for one out of the wild, right? Right. How, so where, where, how, do you keep the, how do you keep her at, at home? Is, uh, what is it? It's called a – is it a mew? That's muse, it, right? Muse, okay. Um, so do you keep her in a particular uh, environment or? Yeah, so mine is. Low light, high light, or. So that I don't regulate. Um, you can, when you first trap them, regulate the light to help control their behavior. Um, if you So they're entirely reliant upon their vision. And right. So if you make it dark, 
then they calm down a, a lot. Docile, yeah. Right, which is why you see them with the hood on. Mm-hmm. Same thing, you take away their vision. I think they're meaner looking with the hood on. <laughs> they're definitely tamer <laughs> yeah. with the hood on, I promise you. <laughs> I a lot more intimidating. You. you don't know what's going on behind that hood, man. So yeah, they, well, yeah, the hoods, they even get... Uh, are quite fashionable, I've seen. You know, what, <laughs> yeah, what we've been doing bedazzled or yeah. jeweled, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so the the less light, the the more calm they're going to be, the more control right. that you can have over them. Yep. And, in order to train them, and so there's there's varying um, philosophies on how you go about training them when you first get them. But for my muse, it's not light regulated. It's twelve by twelve. Some of that um, is regulated by the state. So when you okay. when you get your license, the they actually send a biologist out to your house to inspect your facilities. Mm, okay. Look at your equipment. They're the person who proctors your exam that you have to take to get your license. And so all that is Is that someone with uh like what department is that with the DWR or is that with yeah, okay yeah. so I, when I got it, it was Game of Fish but yeah, okay. DWR. yeah okay DWR now okay so essentially you you hunt with a bird you do yeah I would compare it to um, it's sort of like upland game hunting with a dog I mean it's okay it's a partnership yep um, and so that's sort of I mean, well you know and you I mean it's it's not as easy to train I can't imagine how hard how difficult it is to train a hawk it's not so, like training it's not like training a lab a so and, and that's hard enough yeah. so right. for i would honestly say that it is probably easier to train a hawk than a dog really mm. really yeah i've got a german short hair and i've had golden retrievers and i grew up duck hunting and all that and i would say by far it is easier to train um, a hawk than it is to train a dog so you started in it in hunting you with traditional hunting yeah, so I started. Yeah, I started yeah. duck hunting when I was thirteen, and okay. I have a bunch of family on the eastern shore of Virginia. Even though I was born and raised here, and so um, that's what I like to do growing up, and that's actually how I got into falconry. Was okay. You just watching had some, some available time, and it seemed like a new yeah. A new so I'd um, I've been watching YouTube videos about duck hunting and all that, and one of the things that came up was um, this guy that was duck hunting with his with his hawk. Okay, and you know I sort of stewed on that for a while and i've seen a couple of that that it's, yeah it's cool man it is it's very neat so when you take it out to hunt um you know how often do you how often do you do that take your falcon for a walk yeah so i fly her <laughs> every day during the season so um you start out when you first trap them it's a little different once you've had her for a year or two but when you first trap them, i have a basement in my house and so i'd fly her in the basement oh okay yeah and you start out step by step so just getting her to eat from you is one step and then walk into you and then hop into you and then fly into you and so i don't have to worry with that anymore so it's a trust that you're kind of building oh with, absolutely i mean it's a huge because they're kind of relying on you to to survive or to yeah, eat so absolutely okay 100 and she they put that connection together pretty quick i'm sure <laughs> and so for the first day or two i mean you can hold meat in her face and she'll refuse it yeah and it doesn't take long. She'll get hungry. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Once she takes – She'll give in. You know, it, it goes pretty quick after that. I mean, okay. I could go from trapping in the wild to free flying probably in 30 days. Okay. And you're never oh, going to do wow. that. You're never going to do that with a dog. No. And Not with like – if you were to use a dog that bites, for example. <laughs> you know? I mean, right. yeah. 30 days later, I'm not going to just feed it up. No. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. But she's – so she's she already had those instincts yeah, in the wild. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's the relationship. So she yeah. knew how to hunt. And all that, you know, long before I had her. And so 
it's that relationship where, but they figure it out. I mean, she, they sit in the tree, they're watching you and she knows what I'm doing. Okay. I mean, you're going through and you're, you're basically the dog in that scenario. Was, right. Was, yeah. I was, was going to, I was going to ask. Yeah. Find a perch. She'll find a, a yep. some high ground or she'll circle you maybe. So she does not circle. So okay. she'll hunt from a perch Okay. and she'll go up in the tree and you can tell she's figuring it out. She she'll finds go, her own perch. Oh yeah, you know, she'll go up higher and higher. You don't give her a hand signal. No, <laughs> like a, no, no hand signals <laughs> like a dog. No whistles. Yeah. yeah. So she'll find her own perch, and you'll maybe hunt a circle or a square around her and see if any game so, gets up. So um, I hunt in Rockville, and we got a farm out there, and so we'll zigzag through the brush and the briars and all that, essentially acting as the dog to flush a rabbit or a squirrel yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And she's in the tree watching, and she and she's waiting. You do that a couple of times, and she, something runs out, and she she figure it out pretty quick. Okay, and you know, because I've you know hunting for since I was a kid, used to always watch, you know, how hawks operate in the wild, mm-hmm. and you can see how animals react when there's a hawk yeah. coming in. You know, you can hear the chatter from squirrels yep. and uh, whatever, and you know, they they. It's a it's a fierce animal and and it's greatly feared in the wild and so how successful is she, I guess in in, in how she hunts. If you're doing your part, uh, so we won't yeah, blame, so we won't blame she, her for your success. It, yeah. yeah. So if she has a good pass, um, it's actually not very high. You'd be surprised. Okay. I'd probably say one in four, maybe. Okay. If she's got a that's good, actually better than I thought. If she's got I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe one in five. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but it's not. Um, and some of that depends on the bird. It depends yeah. on Obviously. the flush. Depends on the flush. Depends okay. on the bird. Or a rabbit or whatever. Well, yeah, because can't, I can't imagine it's easy. I mean, we think, oh, it must be easy for them. But, I mean, it can't be because if they don't survive, their yeah. survival rate is low because they can't eat. I mean, it's got to be difficult right. because you're focusing all – they're focusing most of their time in the wild on 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 feeding. 100% of it. I mean, You ever think than, she sits up in that tree and says, I'm not going to do anything because I'm going to go home and get fed? Uh, so sometimes she does sit in the tree and do that. Yeah. So if you can tell when, especially when you go from the first year bird to the second and third year bird. So they're, for example, their feathers are longer when they're in their first year. Okay. And shorter when she's in her years after that. And so her weight will change. What she might react to with me the first year may not be her weight where she reacts to me the second year. And so that's part of what the falconer is doing is figuring out how is what weight is she going to respond to me? It's all about weight. It's all about food. It's all about positive reward. And so if she's too heavy, which is why I didn't bring her today, she's not going to be responsive. Okay. And it can, even though she knows who I am and knows what I'm doing, she'll sit there and look at me and she couldn't care less what I'm doing. She's not hungry. She right. As opposed yep. to the right weight. Yeah. It's compared to like a fighter, a boxer, you know, when you're in that okay. fit, can, fight that and fit, yeah, she can't okay. be too low because then she's desperate and she's frantic. Can't be too high because then she's lazy. Right. So it's got to be in that and she you know, that middle spot. Or there. they most birds of prey they don't hunt if they're not hungry. In the wild, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know that they get fat enough that they just sit there and okay. hang out. But certainly they could. Yeah. Um, especially here, like in the summertime when it gets warm and they're being fed, they're going through the mold every year. I mean, there have been times where she'll refuse to eat at all. Okay. So is there a certain amount of time? So there is a season that you can take her out and hunt with her? Yeah. Off the top of my head, I want to say it's October 1st to March 31st every okay. year. And um, in between, so, when it, in the off season, you're just you're just feeding her. I don't even fly her. So most people don't. She goes through the molt, and she um, when they're um, 
tame. She's, she's yeah. It's called manned. Yeah. Okay. And yep. she loses that when she gets heavy because you're feeding her to make okay. sure she goes through the mold and her feathers are healthy and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, she wants nothing to do with you. She wouldn't fly to me even if I wanted her to. Right. Hmm. Over okay. the summer. Okay. And some of that's on purpose. You're, you're, yeah, I'm getting her fat on purpose. You're keeping her fat and happy so she <clears throat> yep. doesn't get too That's squirrely. right. Okay. To uh-huh. go through the molt to make sure her feathers are healthy because they tear them up just hunting. I mean, that's natural. Yeah. Um, she'll Fly tear them up brush. in her muse sometimes. And so every single year she gets a whole new set. Okay. So. Um, and they're not like, a, I'm sorry, they're no, not like a waterfowl. When they molt, they can't fly at all. No, that's she right. Can, yeah, no, she. so they'll lose uh, them, and there's actually a pattern to it. And so I don't remember all of it, but their tail feathers will fall out one at a time, and it'll grow back, and then the next one will fall really? out. And the same for their flight feathers on their wings. And so it's, lose one, grow one, lose one, grow one. That's right, oh, and it's wow. a pattern. So it's just, okay. So they yeah. can continue, on in the wild, they can continue to fly and, and yep. fight and get food and everything yep. on their own. Okay. Okay. I know a lot of waterfowl will sometimes almost molt to the point where they can't fly. Yeah, hawks and not like that. And they're just, they're grounded. They're pretty much so, nothing. I'm sure there's opposition just like, well, I mean, people get sensitive about anything these days, but there's opposition to this, I'm sure. But in my opinion, the way I look at it, it's probably like your your hawk, Sienna, is probably getting a better chance of survival with you than it does right. in the wild. Yep. And a lot and of people don't look at it that way. It's part of the theory of falconry is the that you're taking one of those four that was going to die. Right. And giving it a chance to survive. Um, The statistics show there's been no impact on the population of hawks or falcons from any kind of, you know, falconry or sport associated with it. Right. And so, if anything, you're actually making those numbers higher. Right. Because with, with, and what I've done is I've released in the past. So, I had one before this. I had him for like a little over two years. Got him fat in the spring and let him go. And so, the theory is that because he had hunted with me. He knew how to survive, and and he's now he's out on his own. Now he's out on his own. My next question is: is, Can you turn one loose? Yeah, absolutely. So the the ones that are trapped from the wild, you can re-release. Yeah. um, If it's uh, a tame bird, or um, you know, if you bought it, you know, it's bred, Mm -hmm. then you cannot. Right. Or if it's non-native, so you can hunt in Virginia with things like a goshawk or whatever. Those are not native here. You can't release that. But the majority of people in Virginia are hunting with um, hawks, red-tailed hawks, or is it? Uh... Um, so I don't. Well, so for an apprentice, you're required to either have a kestrel, which is a falcon, mm-hmm. or a red-tailed hawk, and so because of all, their size and they're a little more manageable. Uh, well, or? so I, I would imagine it's because of the population. I don't know the theory behind it. We have tons of red-shoulder hawks all over the place mm-hmm. around right. here. You probably hear them flying in the spring. I mean, oh, that's yeah. what you mostly hear around here if you're hearing a hawk is a red shoulder because they're pretty loud and yep. and vocal. But so any apprentice that you have, like the guy that y'all know that's just getting into it, he's got a red tail because he has to. Right. He okay. doesn't have the option of going out and getting a goshawk or anything like that. And, and that's so, for the simple fact that it is an easier bird to train, or is it? I would have well, it's or, definitely easier than a goshawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure red tail hawk is a lot easier to train than a goshawk, just because of the of the way that they are. But um, they're easier to um, learn on, I would say. Okay. I don't know about yeah. a kestrel. You don't really see a lot of people with a kestrel because they're so small yeah. and they're so fragile they're, yeah. that if you mess up their weight, you could kill it. Okay. As opposed yeah. to a red tail where, I mean, mine right now is just over three pounds. So if she loses an ounce, it's not a big deal. Right. But that could be the end of a kestrel. So Will they, will they eat themselves to death? Or can they? 
Not that I know of. Now, they, yeah. they naturally gorge, and a, a hawk will eat carrion just like a vulture will, just like that bald eagle will you were talking about. I mean, they'll they'll go. They got no shame. They'll go okay. down and meet on that deer, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, like they I might be coming in after the eagle, but right. yeah. yeah they're, like I know with horse people, you know, you can feed a horse till he gets sick. And he dies. And I like see they mule, gorge naturally. Mule stop eating. You'll no. see her. I mean, so she'll gorge until she's got a softball in front of her. Right. Until she can't get any more down, and they and they eat. You know, they eat whole. They're not chewing it up. Yeah. So right. It's pretty. It is pretty wild to watch them tear some hmm. of these pieces off. And you but you've never seen in your experience where they'll eat themselves sick or eat no, themselves no, they just won't eat. Like I said, in the summer, I've gone in and tried to feed her, and she just won't take it. She'll just sit there and look at me. And <laughs> what do you feed them at home? So you're uh, you're supposed to feed them whatever they would have naturally in the wild. So um, I'll shoot and free squirrels. Um, depending on the bird, you're feeding them what they would naturally get. So a lot of people do Dale chicks. If you have like a goshawk or some or like peregrine falcon, something that eats birds naturally. Okay. You'll see them. I mean, they'll go online and order frozen Dale chicks or quail or whatever, and hmm. feed them that way. So if you're short on that stuff, I mean, she'll eat beef just like anybody else. Yeah. Will, but and she's three pounds. Three pounds now. What's yep. her what's her hunting yep. weight or what's her flying weight? Yeah, so she's a little over three right now. And I want to say last year she was hunting about two pounds nine ounces. So she's pretty high. That's okay. a lot. If you yeah. think about percentage of weight, that's yeah. a pretty high difference there. Yeah. And she how might, much does she eat a day? How many ounces, I guess? Uh well right now I'm bringing her down using washed meat, which is not the best way to do it, but <laughs> it works. Yeah. Um so on average I'd say somewhere around two and a half to three ounces. Okay. If I was going to like weigh out part of a squirrel mm-hmm. or something like that, yeah, somewhere around two and a half, three ounces. And during the season, typically, she's she's taking squirrels, rabbits. Squirrels, rabbits. I mean, in nature, they're eating mice. Yeah. I mean, my last one went after a frog. <laughs> they'll, they'll eat whatever. <laughs> whatever eats, yeah. Whatever, yeah. man. A quail, if you find one, or a little small yeah, so that's just to get one. Yeah, I mean, they're opportunistic feeders, so they'll anything that they can get a hold of, they're going to eat. Have you made a meal off a game that she's killed? I haven't. I've always let her have it. I was so. just, good. I was going to say, you probably just keep her happy. Yeah. I mean, when, when she kills rabbits and all that, I'm not worried with that. I just, she you know, she'll, it. She'll gorge. Yeah, she's earned it. She'll gorge herself. I'll take it home and freeze it and feed it in part. Hmm. So the history behind it, you know, I was curious to know about how long it's been going on. It's been going on for thousands of years. Thousands of years, yep. All through the Middle East, mainly. But yeah, it long, started long a lot, lot, long time ago in the Middle East. Uh, I guess they've even found records from what third and fourth century stuff, where they've there's, um, you know, there's pr- or evidence that, uh, that 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 a lot of this was going on even back then, um, and it was a, I guess. At that point, was it? It was something. It was called. Uh, I remember what they call it. Uh, it was like a king's sport or a something king's like sport, that. Yeah. It was a king's sport. Okay, because it was. That was uh, in Europe, but yeah. Okay, that was that was in Europe. Okay, so um, and then it expanded. It went. It ended up going. Uh, it got big in China at one point. Mm-hmm. So and then it just expanded worldwide. Um. Other than. Well, I guess what enjoyment do you get out of it? I mean, is there is there something about it in particular that you enjoy? Um, and you said you've owned yeah. uh, sport dogs before, so yeah. it's the same theory as yeah, maybe it's the same theory as a sport it is. dog. Okay. It is, yeah. I mean, you, especially if you talk to some of the older guys, like they'd rather work the dog than shoot the gun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. So yeah. it's sort of like that. I mean, okay. it's the enjoyment of you'd rather work the falcon, the than training work the dog. process, <laughs> taming taming something wild like yeah. that is is is. It's it's fascinating. I mean, yeah, it really. I is. can see where the total 
package is, is attractive where you do a lot of the work just to just to have it in your house without it clawing right. you to death is well, step and, one. And you don't get to see that. I mean, you, you know what they do, right? And you may have seen them sitting on the light pole on the side of the highway, but mm-hmm. unlikely that you've probably actually seen them hunt, see them take aim. Yeah. And and when you're hunting with them, it's up close. I mean, it's, this is not something that she's doing out of my line of sight. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'll follow me around. So she knows where I'm at, and she's it's happening right in front of you. So if you're the dog, if you're the short haired pointer, yeah, does she find a new perch every time you go along, or you? She will, stop yeah. So that's catch up, or yep. That's one of the things that she, how you know that her weight is correct is if she's following along. Okay. And um, and I generally hunt with a group. It's just other guys who like to go out and okay walk kick, through the woods and sticks. kick the brush, yeah, yeah. Okay. kick sticks, yeah. So, one bird at a time. Yeah, one bird. At, so yeah. there's other there's some folks that'll hunt um, Harris hawks, which are from the western part of the country, and they'll hunt in a pack like a wolf. Okay. And they're the they're the only <laughs> bird of prey that hunts in a pack like that. Oh, okay. And so there hmm. are people. There's people in Virginia that hunt with Harris hawks. Um, I know of a couple in Charlottesville that hunts with Harris hawks, cool. and so they they will. Hmm. Um, They'll hunt in a pack, but other than that, they're solitary. So if you're hunting a goshawk or a red tail, that's one at a time. Hmm. And if there's other falconers there, then we'll swap them out. So you hunt an with one, yeah, walk for an hour or whatever, and swatch, swap it out and put the next one out. So when they hunt as a team like that or like a pack, is there is there some – I mean, do, do, does everyone in the pack have a particular – uh, yes. Like a job, okay. As a, a a job that yes. they do, yeah. just kind of yep. like how coyotes or the wolves do it. I mean, yeah. So oh, that's, there's a social be, structure. Yeah. Maybe. So they're hunting rabbits and you know other mammals in the desert, and they absolutely know what they're doing and, okay. and hunt together. And each person has their role. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, because you know I, I think we we take. I mean, that'd be, yeah. that'd be that'd be wild. There is yeah. actually a good documentary on it on uh, one of those like Planet Earth things, uh-huh. one of those shows. Uh-huh. The Harris Hawk is featured on one of those shows. Oh, I don't cool. remember the episode, but there's so def- it's definitely on there. I've seen coyotes do it here in Virginia. How they, you know, uh, it was uh, I was hunting over a big switch switchgrass field, and I knew some does were out there. It was tall; I could barely see them. But then I see these two younger ones. They're running around through their back and forth, and they're trying to move those deer out. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking. I'm thinking, there's got to be an adult down Overseeing. here because yeah. they're, they're. I can see what they're doing. They're pushing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to push these deer out somewhere else. Yeah. Um, Somebody's on a bigger right coyote. Right. Kind exactly. Kind of waiting. They, they, they send their like they send their the kids out to push all the, the, the deer to them. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That I, I had no idea birds can can do that that's, those that's, are the only ones i know of that'll hunt in a pack is that amazing. particular species but and what's your uh what is your three pound hawk capable of catching and killing Probably she'll hunt rabbits squirrels yeah so rabbit is pretty much as large as it's going to get um they'll hunt squirrels which is uh that's interesting to watch yeah i'm sure uh, but like I said, I mean, she's an opportunistic predator. Yeah. So she'll if, take a frog. If, if she can, a yeah, or, she can yeah. see a mouse in the field. <laughs> and I've wondered. I mean, we've seen her before go out and make a dive, and you know, something like a mouse. I probably wouldn't even know if she had gotten it. You know, mm-hmm. we'll walk right. out in the she field got and it, go. It and flown it's gone. <laughs> I, you yeah. don't know if she went after a rabbit and missed it, or if she saw a mouse or a vole or something else. Okay. So is she? She's just watching your movements. That's it. You're not giving her hand signals or anything like that? I don't give her any hand signals. She will. So you can't train them to respond to a whistle, okay. just like a dog. All right. Um, when you're feeding them, if you blow the whistle, you know, just mm-hmm. like come for a dog. Right. Same thing. Um, they, 
I'm not aware of them being able to understand hand signals or more complicated whistles or anything like that, but um, she'll definitely respond to the whistle. Okay. And when she's done, when the, I mean, she's just done hunting. Just... You have to watch her behavior a little bit. So okay. if, she, if you're unsuccessful in flushing game, they can get frustrated. Okay. Um, and you can sort of tell by her behavior if she starts looking around or if she's bored. Know, yeah. If she's not looking at you anymore, she looks bored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they will fly off. Yeah. So you have to sort of pay attention to how she's behaving and what she's doing. And she's, I mean, because I guess, I mean, do you get a certain point when you take them out enough? Do they, I mean, do they just feel like, uh, like, do you think she's going to one day just feel independent enough to just fly off? Or. I mean, I know that my, it's got to happen know. with some. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a saying that uh, there's falconers who uh, have lost their bird, right. and there's those that will lose their bird. <laughs> okay. And so uh, she's definitely taken off on us and flown across the creek, across the river to the next field, like that kind of stuff. Um, when you are hunting, you usually have what's called a lure, which is a full meal. Okay. Um, they're shaped generally to look like whatever the game uh-huh. is your bird would, yep. uh, would naturally okay. take. So a bird or a rabbit or whatever. Um, it's usually just a hunk of leather that you put a big hunk of meat on. Okay. <laughs> so, but <laughs> like if she around. were to fly off somewhere, I mean, do you, other than, do you assume it's just her being, she's bored or she wants She's to- either overweight, which would be um, me doing a poor job of judging that, or she's bored. It's been too long. There's not been any game. Okay. Or she could have seen something. She could have seen something. Yeah, I mean, their vision's like six times better than yeah. yours and yeah. mine. That's so what I was, that's kind of what I was getting seen, at. Maybe she saw something. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we've had that where I've, you know, I've gone over. I was talking about she flew across a creek. She flew across to the next field, which was across the creek in a mm-hmm. cow field. Okay. And we go over there, and you can like, see all the rabbits. I want in one the of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't go after the cow, but yeah. she, she could see the rabbits that okay. were in the thicket. And, I mean, that's yeah, it's, you're it, probably talking 150 yards away. Okay. Wow. Hmm. And But she was she knew it was there. I guess she had seen them, and, and that's all she needed. Y'all, you never had any issues with cats, right? Because I know uh, I have not. Okay, that's good. <laughs> you it's haven't like house cats. <laughs> I have sure. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that that's uh, you know house cats, cats got a whole lot of rights in the state of Virginia. It it, it does. <laughs> I mean, they a <laughs> yeah. cat and a chicken is something you do not want your dog or probably your falcon good thing. after. Good thing you're a lawyer, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that ain't my falcon. <laughs> no, nah, mine looks different. Um, is there you hunt upwind or downwind? Or don't play the wind, or um, I've never hunted the wind. I don't you know hunt if, into cover or out of cover. So um, generally, you're trying to flush the game out into the open. Um, depends on what you're hunting and where you're at. I mean, so if you're in the woods, you're generally going to try to get the squirrel at the top of the tree because there's no holes to go in or anywhere yeah. to hide, and they'll play sort of a cat and mouse game, and um, she'll go around the tree, and you go on the other side, and you're trying to get that okay. squirrel to make a mistake. Is basically what it boils down to. Um, as far as a rabbit goes, you're generally trying to flush them out into a field, like an open area. Or right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yep. And so we, we generally hunt this big power line. Okay. So we're trying to flush them out into the power line where she can see and have a good pass. Okay. And she's going to go after whatever she wants. So if you're. She'll go after whatever she wants. And so, so if we're, you flush yeah. a quail, she. She might. She might not have been paying attention or she doesn't want the quail or. Yeah, I've, I've never had her go after any birds. Okay. okay. Um, tell Hawk is not agile enough probably to hunt a bird, but there are other you know hawks okay. and falcons oh, yeah. that can. 
Like a goshawk. A goshawk will hunt a quail, a pheasant, and they're super a rabbit. Fast. They are extremely fast. Yeah, they're they? very fast. They're very agile. Yeah. Um, that's sort of an old world bird you were talking about, the yeah. sport of kings. I mean, yeah. that's what they were hunting with back then was a goshawk. Yeah, which I guess hmm. is where falconry got, got its name, I guess, or... I don't know. You know, that's... I, I couldn't find that out. I was try, I was Googling it everywhere this morning trying to figure that out. <laughs> but, you know, the the sport of kings is all they kept coming up okay. with. So I'm thinking, well, it's, it had to originate somewhere. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, they would have never hunted with a red tail. I mean, that's – Right. If you go to – if you look at any of the stuff from the U.K., they call them buzzards. And so <laughs> – Really? In the U.K., they're considered, you know, just like we would consider a vulture. It's, you know, they don't look at it the same way we do. And so the goshawk was – you know, that's the bird you wanted. Right. And is there a, an association or a worldwide community where you can trade information or learn new stuff off of it? Or yeah, there's, like a, there's um, AKC for dogs or. Yeah, I don't know about um, like a registry or anything, but there's definitely groups. So there's um, groups in almost every state. Virginia has its mm-hmm. own. Um, one of the biggest in the United States is the California Hawking Club. They're the ones who put out the books, uh, the apprentice manuals. Even in Virginia, if you're trying to get into it, the California Hawking Club Apprentice Manual, that's where you go to get ready for your test and get all the information that you need to take it. Hmm. It's interesting stuff. I've seen a couple videos where guys were waterfowl hunting with, I don't know what the birds were, and they were walking a slew. Mm -hmm. What I saw, the guy had the bird on his arm. Yeah, that's a goshawk that hunts from the fist. And he was just, guys just, I don't know, knee deep in water, kind of kicking through a slough and a couple of ducks got up and I mean that thing goes like a rocket man <laughs> yeah that's right and uh, either catches a duck or doesn't and made one big turn comes back on his arm and off he goes again he'll go the other direction or he'll go another couple hundred yards and uh, and I thought I had seen either a similar video or the same video where the bird got up and circled like he so, sent yeah, the bird out that's a peregrine falcon so they came back that's the ultimate duck hunter is yeah. a peregrine falcon, okay. and that's how they—that's how you hunt them. That's how they naturally hunt, but it's also how you hunt them. They fly above you, and they're waiting for that game to get flushed, either the pheasant or the duck. Okay. And then they swoop in from above. They and do a straight dive. Mm. Mm. Just never see straight. that coming. Just, yeah, 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 straight down. They fold their wings and come straight down. <laughs> and they, are they? So for that example, for the peregrine going after a duck, are they going after his spine, his head, his wings? Or They're they trying just to hit trying him to in the head with their feet. And knock him out. And knock him out. And then the falcon has okay. a notch in their beak, and their goal is to get on the ground and get a hold of his neck and break his neck. Huh. Okay. So the red tail <laughs> so does not do that. So not to catch and kill. They're trying to just They're trying to get it on the ground. They're okay. trying to knock it out of the air, stun it, hit it in the wow. head. Yeah. Now, I've, I've waterfowl hunt, not full-time, but pretty – pretty intense and every time you see an eagle or a hawk come by it just ruins your hunting for about 10 yes, to 15 minutes so, and the, the teal always seem to catch a hard end of that story i don't know yep. i've never seen an eagle or a hawk catch a teal but i think that's the one they'd get if they went after one because it seems like he's I, he just doesn't even know what he's doing and there's 30 of them flying around right off they go or an eagle will fly low over top of marsh and you're sitting there you hadn't seen a duck in two hours Next thing you know, it's three to fox teal get up, yeah. off and go. Well, and, and it's it's superiority. I mean, that's what I think we all take for granted that we don't understand how superior birds can be. Mm-hmm. Which it surprised me the, um, you know, that ninety percent don't survive in the first year, which right. is but but they're falling victim to other birds too, right? Sure. I yeah, mean, there's a birds. lot of things that that there's a lot of factors that that play into that. Um, but being a superior animal in the wild, and maybe that's what's fascinating about them, is they hunt 
I mean, they're they they have the uh, air superiority. I mean, it's like right. you know, that's how wars are won when you when you when you control the air. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's kinda the keeps advantage. You, keeps your game at bay. Kind of gives you the gives you the first right of refusal if you fly over something. You know, right. I, I gotta have that. I guess it's my deal. I just let them go. <laughs> Because I've noticed working ducks before, you get an eagle sitting up on a perch two, three hundred yards away, and the ducks want to work. Yeah, they will not give it up. They yeah. will not. And the, I've had a couple run-ins, hawks and eagles swoop down, grab a decoy. Now you can hear the claws. Oh, and, really? And, oh, yeah. I've seen it a couple times. Huh. So I hit duck that plastic and just pff, off we go. I've and, never and they had that. Pissed when they <laughs> they are mad too, man. <laughs> I've, I've never had that, but I have had them take them off the water. I have not, to, yeah. not here, actually, but in Louisiana, it's big. I mean, I've you don't a get bald that. Eagle steal my first redhead. <laughs> shot <laughs> they're, they're him dead. Shot him dead. Waiting for you to shoot him. Yeah, yeah. and he was drifting yeah. off in the current, and here comes the eagle. Scoops oh, him man. up. And when we were in Argentina on a big dove hunt, eagle. As soon as you pull the trigger, just eagles yep. everywhere you look. Yeah, that's and how they, Louisiana was. They just sit in the field and wait, and there's so many doves there, it didn't matter. But you pull the trigger, they'd fall. You know, from me to you, from the eagle, and he'd just take a couple hops over, pick that one up, eat it, and he'd sit there and shoot another one, take a couple hops, eat that one. They just never missed a beat. Hmm. Well, how about, um, did you have any uh, any interesting uh, stories or anything uh, mm. kind of crazy that maybe happened uh, on one of your uh, hunts? Um, yeah, so a couple years ago, we were hunting, and it was Easter or coming up on Easter, and um, I'd had a group of guys out, and some of those guys had never hunted ever anything oh, okay. in their life. Okay, <laughs> and I've, so I've been in those situations yeah. before. <laughs> so they're, they're, <laughs> walk, they're walking around, and um, the, it was a different hawk that I had at the time. His name was Bullseye. So Bullseye had a rabbit <laughs> on the ground, and this guy was um, helping out and had the rabbit, and we had a um, – you know, you walk around when you're beating the bushes, you have sticks and poles yeah. and that kind of stuff to mm-hmm. flush the game. And so he has this over top of the rabbit to, you know, hold it on the ground. Everyone thought it was dead. I thought it was dead. And that rabbit got up and hauled <laughs> like you have never seen before. And so we called it the Easter Bunny after that. Yeah. Because he definitely came back from the dead. <laughs> and the bird had caught it. Oh, the bird had caught it, had him by the head. I mean, you're talking huh. about oh, hawk talons in your head. Yeah. Mm. And the way that the red tail kills is through the pressure. They squeeze yeah. until okay. until you can't breathe and you die. So they don't go after the spine like mm-hmm. the falcon does. And okay. so, I mean, he's sitting on the ground, and I, I mean, I would have built my house if this thing was dead. And it definitely was not. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just moved a stick, and that was it. Oh, yeah. The oh, rabbit yeah. got up underneath the stick and was underneath of the brush in no time. Mm-hmm. And Bullseye was upset. I'm sure Bullseye was not he happy. Was, he was not he happy about that. Bite, man. He didn't it's get like, a man, nibble. you brought these amateurs, <laughs> man. Yeah. Get these amateurs out so of here. What do you do if, <laughs> if you're close by and the rabbit's 10, 10 feet from you and your bird comes down and gets it? Do you dare put your hand in there? Or you let him uh, do what they do? Yeah, you definitely do? don't want to do that. Okay. Um, so, generally, what I'll do uh, with rabbits specifically is I'll cut the head off and take the rabbit and leave the head. Okay. Because the hawk eats everything. Yeah. Fur, bone, okay. so they'll, feet, everything. The head will be like a treat. The bird can eat that. Which right is now. enough. I mean, she'll be full after that anyhow. Okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, so so if you get if you, if you get one squirrel, one rabbit on a hunt, it's that's a, that's a successful hunt. It is a successful hunt, and so there's some people that um, if you can swap the game out for a treat, a tidbit of meat, mm-hmm. raw meat that you're carrying with you, 
there are some people who can get multiple kills with their hawks or oh, okay. with their falcons. Hmm. That's that takes a lot of skill, a lot of trust. Yeah, I got. I've never does. tried it. I wouldn't it. give up a whole rabbit for just like a little it's, snack. So oh, it's crazy, <laughs> man. If you take it away and they can't see it, they don't even know. And oh, yeah. if you hold that meat out and it's red or it's bloody or anything like that, that, they'll go after that and they can be sitting on a whole animal. Yeah. They and see something just, shiny. They see like, that oh, blood, okay. and that's huh. it's all over. I mean, it's like that's all they know. I mean, we give them. Sometimes we give some animals too much credit. Yeah, I mean, that's all we, they know is is survive. And we yep. had said you know, that's uh, it. a bunch today, and I always think back in our conversation with Matt Knox how people humanize the game that they hunt. Yeah. So it's just it would be you're talking about this bird just like as your he's your buddy. She's your friend, and she's your hawk, and she's your pet, and she's your hunting partner. But we had this conversation with the biologist that. A deer is a deer. Deer doesn't think I'm going to do this because of this. Right. There's no. There's no reasoning on what they do. And the hawk's more likely the same thing. He's just doing hawk stuff all the time. But it's fun, and it's it gives you a little sense of imagination when you say she's doing that because of this, which may be true in our perspective. But she's just in a tree waiting on a bird to mess up. Right. And so she's a hawk. She's back to be. She's not your pet anymore. She's a hawk. And there's that's where it's different than a dog because. Anyone that's had dogs, you know, there's emotion there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. From the dog yeah. back to you. Correct. And you feedback. can see that. You can see that, yeah. The the hawk does not have that. Yeah. Right. The hawk um, might appear to you that, oh, well, she's tamed and she has this relationship with him. Right. And I promise you, she does not. Does she have a relationship with humans? Not to you? No I, th- no I think what it is, is it's, re- it's, it's related it's, all to that um, association of food. Yeah. yeah. It's and a reliance. So she, yeah, yeah. She's looking at me. And it's that um, it's that relationship of survival, and yeah. so she puts together. I'm here. He feeds me every day. Yeah, everything's and, and good that's to go. everything is good. I'm and not that, and, his face off. and that's what it is. But if you um, you know when you're in the wild, like you say, like with the um, with game and a dog. I mean, that dog will bring you back the quail, will bring you back the duck, mm-hmm. and not hesitate. I promise you, your hawk is not bringing you back to game. Yeah. Right? She's going to drag it into the bushes and get it out of sight so that nothing else can get it. Including yeah. you. And she doesn't care if you come and get her or not. She's got her game and yeah. she's all set. Job, job is job done. Job is done. And mm-hmm. so we fly her with bells because if you didn't, you'd never find her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, she, she hits the ground, it's probably impossible. She to hits find. the ground and she hits a rabbit in the, in the bushes, you know, in the thicket. You'll never find her. So I don't know if I've ever seen a live catch in the wild. They were to catch a squirrel. Uh, if a red tail were to catch a squirrel, they're going to eat it right there on the ground. They're going to get all they can get on the ground. So they will generally bring their wings up over top of it to sort of shield it from above. I don't know if that works or not. Okay. But that's what she's going to do, and she's going to shield it, and she's going to sit right there and eat as much as she can possibly eat as fast as she can eat it. Will she come back tomorrow and look for it? I think she would take it. So I've had take mine in, yeah, in the muse. I've fed her on the ground before, and she'll take it and eat. And I'll come back later, and the squirrel will be hung over the post that she sleeps okay. on, you know, and it'll be whatever's <laughs> left of it is sitting there. Yeah, I okay. Think, I mean, it makes sense. It depends on the way. Bird will find it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you leave it out in the open, you're it's definitely going to get taken. Oh yeah. yeah. Has she or uh, your other one, Bullseye? Have they ever had encounters in the wild with you with other birds? Yes. Okay. Other hawks. Other yeah. Hawks, They're yeah. territorial, especially when you get to like March, because you can hunt through March. Okay. As it gets warm. You know, they naturally develop that tendency to want to migrate and to yeah. breed and all that. And so you will see some of that in their behavior in the spring, especially. Okay. Hmm. Um, and I've had hawks that, you know, they'll fly over and take a pass. I've never had like a full-on fight, 
but there's there's definitely been instances where other hawks will make a pass or like, oh, man, sit in the tree trust, and yeah, let, her yeah, right. yeah. let her know they're there. Let her know they're there. You, man. I'm gonna take your game. Next thing you know, a whole gang of them That's shows right. up. Yeah, whole, yeah. <laughs> this wild pack of hawks. And can you command, Can you whistle your bird back in? Yeah, so you can call her back. So you can either use a tidbit on your glove. I mean, like I said, their vision's really good. So you can hold your glove out, have a little tiny piece on there. She'll come back. Okay. And you said you you can locate her because she's wearing uh, – She wears bells on oh, her she ankles. She wears bells on her ankles? Okay. Yeah. So you right. hear when she gets up or catches something or something. Yeah, you definitely want to know where she is. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Now, do you? We tried if, to put if, a bell on Hunter she, one time. He didn't like it. There's a whole bunch of people coming all the time. Right. Keep track of him. He said, "Where's Hunter?" I was like, "I don't know. He's around here somewhere." Just listen. Just well, listen. Johnny, he's yeah. like over there. They just don't want to help him. I said, "He's around here somewhere." But if you heard that Santa Claus jingle, man, it spot him. Now, when, but if she makes a kill, and you know, obviously, if she's, you can hear her. You're trying to get to her. Yep. Do you want to get to her because you don't want her to get away, or you, you don't you don't want other birds bird. of prey? To it's all of that. All I've never seen okay. your. It's yeah. some of your reward too. Yeah. So I've never had another bird try. I mean, it's not long enough. Generally, she's close enough to me that. I mean, you're talking less than a minute to get over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a squirrel, especially, I mean, a squirrel will fight back. Yeah. Will, yeah. Oh yeah. Will bite their legs. Will bite their toes. That oh, kind yeah. of stuff. And so, with a squirrel, especially, you want to make sure you can get in and you help put that animal down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rabbit, you're not as concerned with. But, right. Um, most of this happened within 50 yards, probably. Yeah, I mean, assuming that she hasn't flown away to try to do her own thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah all of it's so happening. So if it happens, it happens right in front of you. It's, it's probably yeah, I'd extremely say extremely. Yeah, I'd say fifty watch. yards or less. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, if you, I wonder if you hunted a place That'd enough, be cool to see too. And all the other local hawks are watching <laughs> you. <laughs> hunt with this other hawk and they're like huh it's so, like old comics look, look yeah. who just showed up we're gonna, <laughs> right. look you know the, the hunt's getting ready to begin now and they're they're like waiting yeah. you know uh for you to kick yeah. up the uh the rabbits i wonder it's if like they, the old cartoons of the 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 hunter is in the field with like a doe like a human decoy and yeah. the deer's in the blind right yeah, right it's like, yeah. <laughs> look who's working for yeah. you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool I bet that is a, it's real fast pace right in front of you. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's so, exciting. I'm, anyway. I'm sure it is. It's got to be. Yeah. Anybody that's rabbit hunted, it's. I mean, it's the same thing. You know, the rabbits flush. It may not. They may not. May not even take a pass on it the first time. She'll reposition. So if she's okay. you know across the power line and it comes out the other side, she'll hop over. She'll go down, and she knows to go down farther than where we're standing, so that when the rabbit comes out, it comes out uh. near where she's at. I mean, they really do figure it out um so once I, they've done it a couple of times it's it's you know that's not natural i don't think but she will figure it out yeah. once they've hunted with you for a while that's cool so i live out in rockville you say you hunt out in rockville mm-hmm. yeah not too far from rockville baseball out there oh that's right around the corner from backyard, my place man that's right in my backyard i got I, I got to see this happen sometime we can do that yeah i, I definitely need to see this happen sometime um do you ever go after something way bigger than she should have or do you think they know I no, I no, that. I think they know. Okay. Um, yeah, that probably goes along with their survival instinct. About yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not were, go over something too big. Yeah, right. if you went after, right. if it went after a fifteen-pound raccoon or something, you know, I don't know what would happen, but I bet it'd be funny. That 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 could you know, be. You, you see, could, like yeah. you watch them, like it wouldn't surprise me if they went after stuff, a baby. Like one. a lion jumps on an elephant, you're like, dude, you ain't got a chance. You now, know, you don't uh, have most a most of their hunting is it. It's does, is most of their hunting daytime, or is this something All they daytime. just they just nighttime, whatever? Doesn't no, so they can't see at night. Right, the, the owl can see at night. Right, um, but the hawk cannot see at night. Okay, so I, that I did not know. Daytime only. Okay, 
You ever, so they're you remember that line from uh, I think it's Talladega Nights where the crazy old man sitting at the table goes, "The field mouse is fast, but the owl sees the night." <laughs> <laughs> it just made me think of that. <laughs> I don't know how many times have you seen that movie More to remember than one, that? Less than hundred, but <laughs> okay. yeah, it's a whole bunch. Of, I don't know why that line stuck with me. The field mouse. That's a good line. Mouse is fast, but the owl sees at night. Well, uh, Michael, thanks for being yeah, here today, you. man. This a whole, was uh, a whole lot of this, new information. I, yeah. I was excited about this because I was, you know, I just kind of fascinated by falconry and and what goes on with it. It's very and, foreign to me too. So yeah, it's, it's cool to have some. And I'm always up new. for learning new stuff. Um, you know, because you know, it's I, I think this would be a lot more fun than rabbit hunting with with dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just or kicking brush by yourself. Yeah, yeah you I just get some sort of interaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta try that. So, uh, th- good to know that you're down, down there, yeah, it's, you it's down there where I am. So, uh, I'd love to go check it out sometime. And how yeah. does someone, not to add more Falcon competition, but how does someone get started? Do they, do they go to somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who does it, or do they explore online, or do they, mm. uh, yeah. you know, how does that even? If if I wanted to start today, and within two years wanted to be hunting on my own, where would I start? Yeah, so there's uh, there's a bunch of things you have to do before you can get your license. One of them is to have a sponsor. So when you get your apprentice license, you have it for at least two years. That's the minimum. You're required to have a sponsor. So you're required to hunt with someone who's got a general license. They have to have two years or more at, with experience as a general. Okay. And so at least four years total, um, given the timeline. And so you have to have a sponsor. Um, that's not easy to find. Um, I called Game and Fish, and there used to be a lady that worked up there. They handed all the licensing. Nicest lady I ever met. She said, yeah, you know, here's some numbers. You know, you need to call around. I called, you need to provide your own sponsor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to basically come back to them and say, I've talked to this guy. He agrees to do it. Okay. You know, he's got to sign off for you. Um, it's so, like adopting a child almost. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Might be hard. Or being an alcoholic. Yeah. Hard you know? <laughs> just like being an alcoholic. Got to find your own sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you have to have a sponsor. Um, you have to have your muse built. Like I said, it all gets inspected. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to pass the test. You have to have all the equipment. And so you have to put that investment in and make that commitment before you ever get a license. And so that's it can be difficult for some folks. I think that you know it may not work out the way they want it to, to right. give it up and all right. that because yeah. you've got so much time and so much money in it. Uh, but Yeah, and, well, I mean, it's not something you can just – decide to do and not do i mean it, it's a big it's a responsibility that, it's yeah. a big it's responsibility it's not a two-month project yeah it's, it's years invested right yeah, i mean it's, it's got it you have to actually you know it's like it's like taking on another mm-hmm. person uh, not a person but in like a it's like, like a, having another pet, another having dog another pet or, or something it's like, like having that, another dog with, yeah. with with more regulations you fly so, yeah. you say you fly every day or you, yeah. you can fly so you have house. to feed her every day so like over the summer i feed her every day i don't fly her but during this time of year fly her every day okay on an unrelated note I went hunting the other day, way deep, deep, deep in King and Queen County. And as a guy I know, a guy you may know, was out standing by the road, just looking up in the air. I was like, what is my man doing? And he's flying his pigeons. Hmm. And I never knew never knew anybody who had pigeons. And whatever these were, they, they weren't racing pigeons. They weren't homing pigeons. They were just like recreational pigeons. You think I know this guy? Yeah. Okay. He had like 10 or 12 pigeons. Not... You're not like a weird pigeon guy. You right, know him. right. This is probably a guy you know. Right. And he just was up in the air flying. I said, yeah. He said, they just fly around. I said, how do they come back? Because I feed them here. They can just always come back. Huh. I said, I was probably, <laughs> and he said, they, I said, how long do you stay up here? He goes, I don't know. Depends on how much I feed them. 
He said their flight time is based off of either how hungry they are or how full they are. He said if they're real fat and healthy, they'll fly around all day. He said if they're kind of thin and lean, and he said they'll fly 30, 45 minutes, come back. And you had said earlier how your bird's in and out of weight. Yeah, it's and all that controls her hunting time as yep, well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because I, I mean, I guess they would hunt. around and stuff. You know, I guess cool. they would focus, their focus on hunting is going to be more if they're, the hungrier they're, they are. Yeah, so if she's overweight, she may not be super reactive to me. Right. I would imagine if a rabbit runs out, she's still going to go after yeah, it. sure. But um, the key with falconry is you want her to follow along. You want her right. to participate in the hunt. And so you have to find that sweet spot with her weight. Hmm. It's, it's all it, balancing there. It is. That's cool. It's, though. it's very. So interesting. It's very cool. Yeah. And I'm sure we uh, could. I mean, I you know just looking online, I, I'm sure we could talk about this stuff forever. I mean, you there's all kinds of stuff. Right? Yeah, you have to have a. You license. have to have a hunting license. You, you yeah. buy a small game license, and you're yeah. still bound by all the same regulations. So if you did have a goshawk, you are hunting waterfowl. You still you have, have to buy by, by the all same, the same rules that okay. everybody else does. And you're, you just have to play within a squirrel limit or the rabbit limit. Yeah, okay. so for me, it's one. Obviously, it's not much of a limit <laughs> well, issue, is a, but one is a win. One's, one's a, win. a huge yeah. win. Yeah, one's Absolutely. a huge win. A couple of good passes is probably a win because you don't know what she went after. Yeah, so, but. yeah, I mean, if you have some good passes on a rabbit and something happens, you know, it could still be considered a successful hunt, but okay. you always want to have that kill because you want her to associate you and the whole experience yeah. with okay. getting that reward at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you don't want her to say, "Oh, well, I don't, I don't need him anymore." Correct. Right? You know, because yeah, that's would, defeats yeah. the purpose. I got my own successful rabbit. hunts will figure out that <laughs> yeah, they need right. to go out on their own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got my own rabbit. Yeah, man. yeah. Well, Michael, again, thanks for being yeah, here. This was this was awesome. I really really appreciate yeah, it. You're and uh, you know, I'm uh, again, I'm just uh, it's just fascinating stuff, and I'm, I'm glad you could come by and uh, kind of educate us on this. Um, have a nice holiday. Thanks, uh, it's, it's like bird week because it's Thanksgiving week. That's so right. uh, this will probably go out. Uh, Either Wednesday, Friday, one or the other. One or the other. I don't think we're going to put it out on Thanksgiving. Okay. But, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, Michael, thank you again. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, we'll see you on the next time. Thanks for listening to the Green Top Outdoors podcast. Hunting, fishing, and all things outdoors. It's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. Like and subscribe to the Green Top Outdoors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and learn more about Green Top at greentophuntfish.com.